If you're like us, you could use a vacation, especially now. What better way to escape the mundane madness we all face than a trip to the beach? There's just something special about sand beneath your toes and the cool ocean breeze to take all your cares away. In this episode of the show, we're building a sand castle of memories. Slather on some sunscreen. This is Wayback Attack. Welcome to Wayback Attack. My name is Brian Grantham, and sitting across from me in cyberspace is Preston Burt. Preston, are you ready for a trip to the beach? I'm always ready for a trip to the beach. I got my towel ready to go. I got uh, my sandals, and um, I've got everything you need to have a good time. Uh, You know, I love these intros. I I love... (laughs) <laughs> those awkward pauses where I just get to stare at the camera. Uh, I, I really hope that people who are watching Twitch are really getting the full experience of, of seeing my mug, just wondering if everything is going to go right. And uh, and then you get me fumbling through these intros with the uh, with your questions that you're always asking me. And hey, man, this is this is a standard way back attack episode. We're already we're already off to a great start. Did you have a good week? <laughs> uh, you know, it was pretty good. Um... I'm trying to think if there was anything special that I did. I know um, uh, got I got to we got to see some old friends. I got yelled at that's a bunch right. this past week, and uh, oh, dude, y- you know that's just the way it goes sometimes. Yep. Yeah, I'm glad we got to to see our good buddy Mark visiting down from New Jersey on the way to Florida, and it's appropriate that he came through to remind us of going to Florida, tell us some Florida memories. You got a lot of Florida memories. And when I, one thing I always think about Florida memories is the beach, of course. But mm-hmm. we'll get into that in just a second. I, I want to talk a little bit else about something else first. And that is that reminder, we have our rad Blu-ray giveaway still going on. Um, got a, a bunch of entries. But in the scheme of things, you still have really, really good odds at winning this thing. Hope you checked out our show last episode about the movie Rad. Um, I have been jamming to that soundtrack all week long. <laughs> uh, did, did, did we decide which was better, uh, Thunder in Your Heart or Break the Ice? You think Break the Ice is, and I will say it does get caught in my head, like head easier, but I still think, man, Thunder in Your Heart is so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it's great, and, and that song, you know, those kind of 80s songs it's funny they cert they had the rad soundtrack especially those two songs they really had like a summer song vibe mm-hmm. like would be great songs to play at the beach um i started going down other roads for 80s songs like pat benatar's invincible from the legend of billy jean and i was thinking to myself you know what i really need to make a spotify playlist of some great songs because I don't know about you, but I actually, I actually am going to the beach uh, next month. So I'm planning a beach vacation, and uh, I'm glad we got to t- take some time to look at these beach memories and movies and things like that we've got planned for today. Yeah, a- the, uh, there's nothing quite like um, 
getting that disgusting sand all over your feet <laughs> and getting able oh. to wash it off in the water. I hate I hate dry <laughs> sand so much. Do you? I, uh, do. I, I hate waters of unknown depths. Mm. So if I go to a beach, it better be one where I can see the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I'm done for because like it could be the tiniest little minnow fish nibbling at your toes. But if I can't see it in my mind, it's like a gigantic <laughs> sea monster about to take me to the depths. I love see. I I think that's fun when you're walking along and then all of a sudden there's nothing under you anymore and you have to be like, oh geez, oh, that's <laughs> nightmare fuel, dude. And you're the only person that likes that feeling of oh everything's fine, unfathomable depth. No, <laughs> it's it's exciting. That's that's how you know you're alive when you hear that. In my mind, if there if I'm in the in the ocean water and I'm walking and there's a sudden drop off, to me it's not a drop off of six to ten feet. It's the Marianas Trench, and all I picture is like the the rotting hulk of the Titanic beneath my feet somewhere, mm-hmm. somewhere. Well, yeah, you it's, know, it's frightening. You would hate Key West then, or at least the beaches at Key West. Uh, so the the beaches at Key West are horrible because they're all man made, uh, and they're just covered in seaweed or seagrass, and uh, you they stink and everything like that. So like you're like literally walking through like just seagrass with all kinds of things living in it and stuff like that. The The real treat is getting in a boat and then heading out to open ocean and, and finding like, you know, some sandbars or some like islands. Like a sandbar, yeah. yeah. And that then, then hitting cool. that up. Um, no, I, I, I mostly like just the relaxation of the beach. I mean, I, I do enjoy getting out in the water and playing with my kids and stuff. Um, and I, I do like um, uh, boogie boarding. I think that's uh-huh. really fun. But for me, the appeal of the beach is just like, it's kind of what people have the appeal of going camping or something. Like, there's just nothing else to do. Yeah. I like just taking a book uh, and getting off of the internet and and just relaxing. So, but, you know, I actually didn't go to the beach that much as a kid, um, just a few times. But here uh, with my family, we've, we've tried to go every year, do something fun. The last time we tried to go, we got chased off by Hurricane Michael and Red Tide, so it was it wasn't fun. <laughs> what what but, kind and, of beaches? And do who you knows? Prefer? Now we might catch the COVID. So yeah, <laughs> good times. What what kind of beaches do you prefer? Are you a sandy beach person or a rocky beach person? Well, I have experience with both because, um, you know, obviously I've visited different types of beaches, but growing up, we had a beach in the town I lived in outside of Chicago. Because we lived right on Lake Michigan. Yeah. And, you know, people think, oh, it's a lake. But no, it's, you know, it's such a big body of water. There's actual, there's beaches to it. And my town had a public beach access. And that beach was like little rocks. I mean, they weren't like jagged rocks, but they Uh were, it was like little pebbles instead of sand. Right. And, you know, it was better than nothing. But man, if a wave took you down, it hurt. (laughs) It hurt coming down. So I'm much more of a soft sand kind of guy, soft sand. It is crazy to me that those, that, that those lakes up there have waves and stuff like that, you know, like, yeah, they are basically like, you know, the ocean it's, I've never been there, but uh, I've had plenty of friends from that area that have told me about uh, those, those lakes and how, how great they are. They're much better than the lake near us. Yeah, <laughs> totally. The lake near us is just a body of E. coli. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's awesome because like, like what, uh, ten years ago, eleven years ago, there was a um really bad drought in our area, and the lake that we live near used to be a town, and they flooded it. Uh, in order to create, in order to create the lake, and so when the drought happened, you could see like the tops of buildings and stuff sticking out of it, um, and people were able to walk out where the lake normally was and find all kinds of like crazy like artifacts and stuff like that. Yeah, when when my daughter was little, um, I was staying at home with her, and we'd go during that drought period, and we'd go and kill some time, you know, a couple of days of the week, and just go out and explore, and I never, I didn't see the the houses that you're talking about, but even just on the public access area, you see all the stuff that got dumped in there or washed up somehow. And so mm -hmm. like there were old stoves from the, <laughs> from the sixties, there were tires everywhere. It was so dirty. But the, the craziest thing I found was I found a wallet with picture ID in it, uh, from with, with identification from the eighties from like 1982. And I thought it was cool. And then, but you know, I just left it there because it's so old. I was like, oh, someone, someone lost their wallet. And now I'm like, you know, maybe just to be safe, I should have taken that to the police or something <laughs> just in case there was a missing persons filed under this guy's name. Um, I feel bad I didn't do that, but now it gives me the creeps thinking about it. Well, but now your cool. prints are all over it. So it's a good thing. You I know. Do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. The, you should have like tried mailing it back to the person. Because <laughs> that'd be cool yeah, to be yeah. like open up the mailbox one day and be like, "There's my wallet from 1982." That'd yeah, be awesome. yeah, was there money in it still? No, no. Uh, there was like a driver's license, and then something else, and anything else that was there was unreadable. But you mm -hmm. know, the driver's license had like laminate to it. So, yeah. Well, all right. So, a uh, little bit of housekeeping before we proceed. Brian and I are going to do a couple more episodes. I think we got. One more episode after this one. Um, and then we're going to be taking a break for summer vacation. So mm -hmm. uh, I mentioned I'm going to the beach. I think Brian's got a trip planned too. So we wanted to pack in some more summertime fun time while we could uh, instead of doing a um, uh, an in-between episode. So that's why you guys are gifted with yet another great summertime fun time episode. This time talking about going to the beach. So, um, Brian, what fun do we have in store for this episode today? All right. Well, I meant to get a audio clip to spring the game upon you, but I forgot to do so. And so we'll do like now a- Now you have to do one with- Now you have to make a sound effect. All right. Ready? <laughs> How was that? <laughs> this is a foghorn. Fog yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, when I hear a foghorn, I always think of the beach. What? That's so random. I think you of cartoons. Like a do a seagull call. Um, I don't know. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I'll take it. All right. Uh, the crazy thing is, we have seagulls up here uh, outside my work, and it's it's the weirdest thing to me. Like we're in the middle of Georgia, and there's like seagulls that hang out in my parking lot. So, uh, all right. <laughs> so I have a game for you today, and uh, basically what. We'll, what what we're gonna do? I think you're gonna fare better on this game than you did on the uh, arcade uh, sales game. I <laughs> so, sure hope so. Uh, we have four movies here that all have scenes from beaches, and I am going to play the clip for you. And some of them you're going to immediately get. Um, 
And some of them I think might be a little bit more difficult, uh, but I'm going to play a clip for you. Take it in for a second, just so that the listeners and viewers at home can think about what it is. And then mm-hmm. uh, see. let's see how long it takes you um, to see if you can figure out what it is. I will warn you this first one, if you wait too long, the title of the movie will show up on the screen. So, <laughs> Okay. All right. So here is number one. And wings on our heels. Oh, this is so easy. The music gives it away right there, folks. It's the chariots of fire. See, I thought this would be the hardest one for you. <laughs> Except for the music. Alright. Forget. Well, I was a child of of the video store, man. I saw it all. Oh, uh, okay. Alright, well, alright. That was a little too easy for Mr. Burt, so. Um, we'll see. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, hey, if you're, if you're watching our video, that's a, we have a little inlay of a TV set with the video playing behind it. (laughs) And that's my personal television that I have down in my basement. So did a little (laughs) Photoshop magic and Brian worked his magic in, in, uh, whatever you're using. All right. That's good. I'm going to do something real quick because I forgot to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I want, I want to, I want to. I want to give credit where credit's due, so there you go. That's where that video came from. I forgot to hit the button when we were watching it. All right. Uh, So, that one was easy. I think that this one, um, it might might throw you for a second, but I'm pretty sure that you're going to get it right. So, so far you're one for one, so very good. All right, here's the next one. Have you figured it out? Is this Greece? Oh, it is. Because they have that out. summer loving, man. Yeah. I thought I thought it might be harder for you. Until you saw that. I knew as soon as you saw that you would know who it was. Alright. Yeah, I got it before anybody was even shown, man. Alright, so so far you're two for two. I, so I think this one will be easy also. If you don't recognize the act well let me let me let me just move it forward a second. I don't want this actor's face the first thing you see on the screen. Alright, here okay. we go. Alright. So this one this one could be a little bit more difficult. Oh, no, it's not difficult. This is uh, Planet of the Apes. Oh, man. <laughs> you maniacs. You All blew right. it up. <laughs> All right. This... The, listen- the listeners on that one, if you're just listening to it, they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> There's no defining characteristics at all on, the- on that audio. Yeah. It was Charlton Heston riding on a horse with the girl behind him, and they were probably about to find mm-hmm. the iconic Statue of Liberty head, right? Yep, that was that was the next scene. All right, this one is a give is a give gimme, but um, I wanted to include it just for myself. So, okay. And so, Theodore Donald Caravazos, in accordance with what we think your dying wishes might well have been, 
we commit your final mortal remains to the bosom of the Pacific Ocean, <laughs> which you love so well. Good night, sweet prince. Bye, Donnie. This is the Big Lebowski. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> There was your seagull. I heard your seagull in the background. Well, Preston, you've redeemed yourself. You got four for four. So very good. Wow. <laughs> you Man. actually did really well. I don't know if I would have gotten Chariots of Fire uh, or I would have probably been like when I saw the Statue of Liberty, I would have gotten Planet of the Apes, but I don't think I would have gotten it without that. I've seen a lot of movies, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and right. You know, I in, in doing research for this episode, there aren't quite as many beach movies as I thought there were. Like, mm -hmm. a you know, there are some movies that have scenes on the beach, but they're not like iconic movies. You don't, so you don't necessarily think of them as beach movies or yeah. their scenes aren't, the scenes that are on the beach aren't that pivotal. And so a lot of the stuff, uh, you know, it's just, you think of from here to eternity, you think of that Splash. iconic stuff like that splash, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's, it's harder getting some of the, the more obscure and the more fun ones. So have, I hope we picked out some good ones. Have you seen the editing that they've done to splash on Disney plus? Uh, I think I saw it on social media. I didn't see it on okay. Disney it, itself, but didn't they like cover up her butt with her hair? They, they, well, it's not just that they covered it up with her hair. They did a, um, they did like a fur simulation on her butt and made the fur the same color as her hair. It's crazy. Like, it's it is it is one of the most ridiculous things ever. Uh, all right, and she, they already had, they already had like a bikini that had hair attached to it already, but they they still felt the need to cover it up. All right, so those were some some iconic beach scenes. Uh, maybe not, maybe not the uh, for the full breadth of the movie, but you know, like Preston figured out, all those uh, beach scenes. Uh, very, very quickly. So uh, these next movies, I'm going to talk about two movies here. Uh, and I think that these are two of the most iconic beach movies to me. Uh, and so uh, we'll go ahead and play the trailer for the first one that I'm going to talk about. Don't you see? Don't you see? We just uncovered a $2 million error. We're going to be heroes. We're going up the corporate ladder. It appears as if somebody's trying to defraud the company. Somebody tried to smoke it past the wrong guy. Very, very good work. How would you two like to come to my house at the beach? Love to! For Larry and Richard. How are you? This is a place to die for. You have to kill them, Vito. A little rusty, but it'll come back to me. What? Should we just walk in? But what they don't realize... No, we'll stand out here all weekend. Come on, we're out here. ...is while they're checking in... Forget the accident with the two guys. The Carol Lomax. Bernie Lomax will be checking out. Oh, my God. <laughs> what kind of a host invites you to his house for the weekend and dies on you? I don't know. Lomax told whoever he's talking to not to kill us if he's around, right? Yeah, yeah, but Lomax is dead. He's not around anybody yeah. anymore. <laughs> I know that. You know that. Nobody else knows that. <laughs> huh? Oh! Push for it. It looks good enough. Let's go. Uh-oh. Larry, what? Go. 
Really? Hi, Bernie. Hey, Bernie, just like last week, huh? Oh, Bernie, you animal, you are insatiable. Doesn't anyone realize he's dead? Roll the boat! I'm telling you, Lomax is alive. Maybe Paulie is rustier than we thought. All right. <laughs> that trailer is so long. I had to cut it from the end. Uh, but, you know, people complain now that trailers give away the whole movie. <laughs> that trailer, <laughs> it was like the TV spot for that movie, and it was so long. That was the TV spot? Yeah, that, wow. or that's what the YouTube thing said. Uh, so, <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's. Was this like a, a big movie for you when you were a kid? I definitely remember seeing the movie, and I definitely thought it was pretty, really, pretty funny. Uh-huh. I don't know that it had the cultural zeitgeist, but it was, it was really good, and um, I remember seeing it for sure. You? I, yeah, I love both, like Weekend at Bernie's one and two. Um, you know, so my stepmom was real big about uh, her movie collection, and this was one of the movies in her movie collection, so I used to watch it all the time. Uh, so. Uh, just for everybody uh, out there, in case you haven't seen it, and the, the that trailer didn't tell you exactly what was happening. These two guys <laughs> that work at this um, insurance company come across this report, and they see that um, something is fishy. They bring it to their boss. The boss is the one that's la- uh, laundering money, and so he invites them out to his his uh, beach house to have them killed. Uh, and then, um, unfortunately for the boss. He has been um, sleeping with this mob boss's girlfriend, and so the mob boss wants to kill him, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing, so, says, nothing says hilarity like a, a mob hit. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's a really funny idea, and it's not something that like you see uh, a lot of times in, like that, that has been repeated or anything like that. That's not to say that this movie is not... Um, in pop culture or anything like that. Uh, but, um, you know, it's just not something that, that gets repeated a bunch. This film starred Andrew McCarthy as Larry Wilson, Jonathan Silverman as Richard Parker, Catherine Mary Stewart as Gwen uh, Saunders and Terry Kaiser as Bernie Lomax. Uh, what else is Bernie Lomax or uh, Terry Kaiser? And do you know? You're, you're... I don't recognize him at all. Oh, and really? I haven't looked on his IMDb, so it doesn't ring a bell. Wonder, you know, it's funny. He's the main character, yes. and I, I hadn't watched Working at Bernie's in years, in years. And in my mind, I had completely forgotten that he was their boss and mm-hmm. that he invited him to their his house. I just thought they showed up at a beach house and there was a dead guy there, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, this doesn't work for our plan, so let's just make it happen." Uh, I forgot totally about all of that subplot about the, the the. the the shenanigans and the the hit and all that kind of stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. The the reason they keep they they act like he's alive is because uh you know they're trying to keep the mob from killing them while they're there. And so uh they're trying to make him they're trying to reanimate him, so to say. Um I don't remember the plot of two at all, but man, you would think that like he would have started decomposing by the time that, like, I can't imagine that. Wait, was he in it? Was yeah, was yeah, Bernie? It was, it, yeah, it was Weekend oh. of Bernie's too. And Bernie, he's Bernie. I, mean, <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I figured it was maybe at Bernie's house, but not actually Bernie anymore. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that guy would be a rotted corpse by then for sure. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. Even in this movie, practicality doesn't work in this one because right. if you're 
if you're an adult watching it, you're like, doesn't rigor mortis set in after a while? They wouldn't be able to move his arms. Well, but there's a joke just... about that in the in the movie also. So, oh. <laughs> well, that's that's why it's better to watch these kind of movies as a kid. But... <laughs> uh, so earlier I talked about how this movie is like relevant in pop culture. Um, you know, Weekend at Bernie's wasn't necessarily like a huge hit. Well, I guess I guess it did really well, but uh, you wouldn't think of it as being a part of everything else, but. The movie is quoted and referred to in the TV series How I Met Your Mother, um, where the characters from that uh, TV show reenact uh, the the plot of the film. Uh, The movie was revealed to Rachel Green's character and friends. Um, It was revealed to be her secret favorite movie um, in the episode The One with the Embryos. Uh, and season six, episode 12 of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Dennis Reynolds attempts slapping dark sunglasses on him and rolling him out of, uh, Oh, I totally skipped the whole thing. He kidnaps a patient from a hotel or a hospital and slaps sunglasses on him and goes through with the weekend at Bernie's scene. And then, uh, the weekend at, there was a, an episode of regular show where they called it weekend at Benson's and, uh, the main characters uh, have to do the same thing uh, with an unconscious character. So, uh, you know, so today, how does this tie? Go ahead. Go, I was going to say, this is like, this movie is still like relevant today because regular shows not that old. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, it's definitely a bastion of pop culture, but I'm just, I think earlier I was just saying it didn't grab the, the cultural zeitgeist like Batman did or, right. you know, Ace Ventura did or Austin Powers did, but it was, it was still, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, very fondly remembered and comes up in pop culture today. Mm-hmm. So, what makes this a beach movie, Brian? The whole thing takes place at a beach house, <laughs> and there's <laughs> beach parties. So, when you think of like beaches and movies, uh, the first thing I think of typically are parties, right? And, like everybody's always like hanging out at the beach, having fun, playing games, drinking, and so that's what that's what's going on the entire time that they're at this beach house for the weekend is there's just nonstop parties. Bernie Lomax is like incredibly popular. And so, you know, I had to keep the trailer going to the point where like, you got to see a bunch of people interacting with them and stuff, because there's a scene where there's these like bodybuilders and stuff. And they're like, Oh, Bernie, how you doing? And they're like massaging him. They're like, Oh, you're so loose. Can we, and they, they're like popping his neck. And the two guys are like, Oh my gosh, how do they not know he's dead? So <laughs> I want to know what the audition process was like for, for the guy who played Bernie. I mean, like that's gotta have been a crazy audition to just lie around and let people manipulate you because <laughs> He looks convincing. I mean, the guy nailed it. I, mm-hmm. I would dare say he's the best dead actor I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that would be extremely difficult to, to like, uh, just to play dead for a whole movie and have, like, you think how weird it is when, like, people, like, pick you up or, like, move your arms and legs around and stuff like that? Just just in general, but to, like, do it for, like, you know, weeks or whatever, so. So, uh, um, you, you, you know that I go to Dragon Con and... Mm-hmm. I've probably mentioned it before, but uh, for those who don't know, Dragon Con's a, a pop culture convention here in Atlanta, and cosplay is huge there. Dressing up in costumes is, is really a really popular thing. And so, you know, a lot of people dress up in stormtroopers and stuff, and I appreciate that. But I like the obscure costumes. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm glad you brought up this movie because one of my one of my favorite things I've ever seen at Dragon Con was someone dressed up as Bernie. And now if you look at the costume, it's not a hard costume to pull off. 
But what was great was this guy was dedicated to his craft. <laughs> and he would find a spot, lay there like against the wall for hours on end, not moving. And just people would come up and take pictures with him, just dead <laughs> as a doornail. He would not respond. He would not smile. He would not interact whatsoever. He was Bernie. And and then the next night you'd see him and he was like propped up in a lounge chair or something. It was great. That guy. <laughs> kudos to him. What if he really was dead and people were just moving him around? <laughs> this was like, the irony. This was like it was in his will or whatever. Like, I want to go to Dragon <laughs> Con one last time and <laughs> find a way to do it. Really, we figured it out. All right. Well, anything else about weekends of Bernie? Weekend of Bernie's? No, man. I gotta go check out Weekend of Bernie's too, though. Now I'm really curious yes. to see how the heck they pull that one off. You know, I'm almost surprised there was never a cartoon based off this, uh, based off this movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's just think of the wacky places Bernie would show up. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Well, um, the beach scenes in that movie are probably um are probably your stereotypical beach scenes uh but this next one this next one's a little bit different michael and sam have just moved to santa carla california they're about to discover its secret <laughs> Notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No. It's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. So where are you? The flying nun? I'm your brother, Sammy. Help me! Stay back! Stay back! What's happening to me, Star? Get yourself a good, sharp stick. Drive it right through his heart. You're a vampire, Michael. My own brother, a damn blood-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till Mom finds out, buddy. When a vampire buys it, it's never a pretty sight. Michael, they're coming! Oh, Lost Boys, iconic so movie, iconic movie, and it's not one that you immediately think of when you think of the beach, but the vampires in this movie have the best hideout on the beach, and there are some great beach parties in this movie, and that's the real reason why I wanted to talk about it. Are you a fan of the of the Lost Boys? I don't know anybody who's not a fan of the Lost Boys. I even... Uh, convinced my wife to watch it when we were in college and she became uh, a fan of the lost boys it's it's great you know it's it's a horror movie but it's not too scary it's you know funny but it's not too silly mm -hmm. it's great all around is this one directed by joel schumacher it is and that was another reason why i wanted to uh to bring it up R. rest R. in peace joel this was a great movie even if he mm -hmm. only made one movie and this was it 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 would have been a perfect legacy, but yep. he did so much more. But this one was definitely one of the pinnacles. Yeah. 
just in case you haven't seen it, uh, basically the story is uh, a mother and her two sons move uh, into a small coastal town in California, and that coastal town is plagued by vampires. Uh, the um, younger boy makes friends with two other boys that are vampire hunters, and the older boy is drawn into a group of uh, vampire misfits, um, and uh, he starts getting in trouble, and then the mom starts dating a vampire, and just hilarity ensues. <laughs> but uh, oh man, like last like the Lost Boys, I the last time I watched this movie was um, pr like a couple months ago. I love this movie so much. Uh, all star cast. You got uh, Ed Herman as Max, the lead vampire. Kiefer Sutherland as the lead teenage vampire boy. Uh, uh, Jamie Gertz as star Corey Feldman as um, as Edgar Frog. Jameson Newlander as Alan Frog, his brother. You got um, Alex Winter. You got uh, Bill S. Preston Esquire as Marco. Uh, Billy Worth as Dwayne. And Brooke McCar McCarter as Paul. But the actual star of this movie, ladies and gentlemen, none of those people. I know you're thinking it. Those people are big stars. But to me, the main star of this movie is Timmy Capello. What do you know about <laughs> Timmy Capello there, Preston? Sexy sax man. Oh yeah, dude! Like the scene in this movie where uh, they introduced uh, Timmy Capello. So this guy was when I was a kid, I was a huge fan of Tina Turner, and he was a saxophone player for Tina Turner, right? And this guy, let me just give you a little taste of uh, of old Timmy Capello. Just, just that taste. All right. So he, now, um, he, was he actually singing? Was that him yeah, singing I, too? I assume so. Yeah, because he sings. He sings also. Um, I think he he sang on some Tina Turner songs and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. He. Um. So he's a he's a an American multi instrumentalist, composal composer and vocalist. Uh, and so he's primarily known for his uh, saxophone work with Tina Turner in the eighties and nineties, and his musical performance in this movie. So, yes. Uh, and so for those of you that cannot see what we're seeing, just imagine a WCW era Lex Luger playing the sax <laughs> and going to town with his hips. Completely greased up. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was part of his thing was he would he would. So it, he is notable for his muscular physique, his sexually provocative movements during his performances and for his tendency to perform shirtless with his skin oiled and with his hair in a ponytail. So, like, oh, my word. man, this guy was amazing. And just like um, just like Weekend of Bernie's still being relevant in pop culture today, Timmy Capello is also still relevant in pop culture to get today because you have people um that are well you'll you'll just you'll you'll have to see it and hear it 
All right, guys, I know numbers are down, but if we just apply this system, I promise you, we're going to see revenue skyrocket. Uh, we're going to go... this at all oh, just wait. so you this looks like it's from saturday night live <laughs> yeah this is one of the digital shorts john ham is breaking through the wall playing a saxophone sergio so good so yeah, so that was a uh, one of the Lonely Island digital store uh, digital shorts that um, that star John Hamm uh, and he was he was embodying the feeling of Timmy Capello in this, and then I, uh, it was a good effort, but he he he's nothing like Tim Capello. Yeah, the uh, it did do something though. Um, you know, he threw his own spin on it a little bit. Uh, by by being Sergio, um, but you know the uh, and, and he was a curse. Basically, the story of that short is um, uh, Andy Samberg has a curse put on him, and then so this keeps happening to him over and over and over. And unfortunately, this helps helped influence somebody to do that same curse to people in the real world. He didn't use the same song, but. He spun out. It's still another sexy sax man. So, uh, so that was from a viral video from 2011 uh, of a saxophone player interrupting. He interrupts different things like college classes, um, fast food places, uh, WalMarts, and stuff like that. Uh, and and he does the same dance and everything as uh, Timmy Capello. So, the, you know, the Lost Boys has a huge legacy uh, in and of itself, but nothing like. Nothing has held its value as much as Timmy Capello. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, he uh, he sank his meat hooks into culture and has never let go, let go. Yeah. Yep. What a great so, legacy. Yeah. Uh, you know they they did do like a sequel, a uh, straight to DVD sequel, or actually I guess Ooh, it's not good. I think did they do two of them? I know they did one, um, and then they uh, they have done comic book uh, follow up stories and stuff like that. Did you know, Preston, that um, 
Keither, Kiefer Sutherland's character, David, he didn't like die the way all the other vampires did in this movie. And the reason for that, he was intended to have survived and he was going to be picked up in the sequel called the lost girls. And they had oh. scripts for it. And there were other, other sequels that they were trying to get made. Uh, or Joel Schumacher was trying to get made. He tried multiple times to try to get a sequel happen in the nineties, uh, but nothing ever happened with it. And then eventually, uh, eventually they came no. out with the, the, the DVD one. Oh man. I would have much rather seen that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe with all the reboots and, and retro nostalgia these days, maybe we'll get a Lost Girls with an 80s vibe. Uh, I, w- I would watch that. That would be awesome. You know, though, if that happened, you would you would run into people that would, like, scream bloody murder, just like they did with Ghostbusters. So, <laughs> Oh, true. Hey, just because they make a new movie doesn't mean it ruins the old one. So mm-hmm. they can shove it. Well... That is it for my beach movies. I hope you've enjoyed. Uh, you know, maybe you didn't see it going that way. Tommy Capella, look him up, check him out. You're gonna love it. I'm telling you. If you've forgotten about him, he's he's a he's, he shouldn't be forgotten about. All right, so I've got a couple of picks for you guys today, and they are just as weird and wonderful. Um, Lost Boys is a little dark. We're gonna go with much lighter fare, and we're gonna go to a place called. Malibu Sands. Can you believe we're going to be on for one hour this year? That's right, Preppy. A full hour of Saved by the Bell every Saturday morning. Stay tuned because we've got all sorts of great shows coming up right after this. We're going to the beach for six shows and a great hotel in Palm Springs. Hey, there's even a weekend at a mansion where we play a murder mystery game. The Butler did. Hotel. And don't forget, one full hour today and every Saturday, right here on NBC. So I know when you saw Saved by the Bell, you weren't necessarily thinking of of the beach. But when they weren't in the classroom and summer vacation rolled around, the crew from Bayside took to the waves (laughs) at Malibu Sands. Do you remember uh, the beach very much of yes yeah yes it was was like the um it's so crazy to me like how like how much of that show like i remember like uh, i i must have watched it a ton when i was a kid yeah i it's one of those things where you don't really realize how many episodes they have because it seemed like every time was a new episode or one you hadn't seen um this one the the malibu sands which was the name of the resort where Everybody in the crew worked except Lisa, yep. who was who was just chilling. She was hanging out there. She was a guest. She didn't um, have to work. She was rich. I know. I know. But um, this didn't come about until season four. Um, but the seasons get a little wonky based on where you view it. If you're on, if you're watching on Hulu, which is where I was able to see this, um, it's season four. But remember the original. Um, episodes were good morning miss bliss or good what is it called do you remember that that? yeah yeah um and so those count as season one actually so then it's true save by the bell is actually season two depending on where you look anyway if you're on hulu go to season four kick it off with episode two and that's where they are all employed at the malibu sands so yeah it's this resort that they all work at screech is a waiter uh, Jesse is 
a concierge, AC Slater and Kelly Kapowski are both lifeguards, and Zach Morris is in charge of a the he's the social director. And like I mentioned earlier, Lisa is just chilling out there. So we get two new characters though. Mm-hmm. We instead of Mr. Belding, we get um, Mr. Leon Carosi, played by Ernie Sabella. Now, do you know that name Ernie Sabella at all? No, but yeah, he's, I didn't he's either. Familiar. Yeah, he's a character actor, and mm. when you see him, you're like, oh, I've seen this guy in things. And I can't even tell you what else I've seen him in. I didn't go look up his IMDb. But if you just hear him talking, it's not instantly recognizable. But when he gets agitated and uh, he starts raising his voice a little bit, you can kind of hear it. But the guy who played Mr. Leon Carosi, his real name's Ernie Sabella, he is the voice of Pumbaa from The Lion King. Huh. So next time you're checking that out, think Pumbaa, Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Uh, so also new characters on these few episodes are Stacy Carosi, played by Leah Ramini, who to me always seemed like she was at least 30. Now, <laughs> <laughs> look, looking back now as a 40 year old, uh, she does not. She does look a lot younger, but I guess it's just her voice. She's got kind of a huskier voice. She always seems super old to me, but yeah, a lot closer to Zach's age than I thought. She was also a so, take charge type of person. So maybe that, that was part of it. She was. She was. Um, so, little background on the episodes uh, about Stacy. Stacy's on summer break from attending school on the East Coast. Her father, Leon, is the owner of the club, Malibu Sands. Stacy's initially disgusted by Zach's West Coast lifestyle and refers to him sarcastically as dude. But they later develop romantic feelings for each other. That was the scandal of the summer. Because <laughs> you're always thinking Zach and Kelly, but here we have Zach and Stacy. My goodness. They must hide their relationship from Leon, and Zach and Leon are at odds from the beginning of the summer. Their relationship ends when Stacy returns to New York for school. In the final summer episode, Leon learns about the romance, but still finds himself liking Zach. So, how long do you think the beach episodes lasted? Well, um, so... I, I feel I felt like they lasted a long time. So what I think the reason I think that that happened is I feel like they must go back to the beach during the college years or something like that. There must be something like that because I, I feel like I remember them. But in that commercial, I think they said it was like four episodes or something, right? Yes. The the Karosis are only in seven episodes of the okay. series. And so I'm guessing that that's how long the entirety of those Malibu mm-hmm. Sands episodes last. And But like you mentioned earlier, it's... It feels like there were a lot, <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. more than there were. It feels like there were tons and tons and tons of episodes. But yeah, I like this one because the, the you know the school setting was is fun. But even though that the Malibu Sands episodes are still silly, you know, and light and not serious, like they just seemed to have of a more serious tone. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't as goofy, you know? I, I, it's hard to explain what I'm talking about. But, like, right. the, the school stuff seemed way more slapsticky, And I think this was aided just because, you know, it's on location. They're actually on the beach. They're mm-hmm. actually in front of this resort. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it felt like a whole different shift from them being kids 
to them being, you know, way more mature. And I really liked it. I prefer those to the to the school years myself. Yeah. And I definitely prefer them to the college years. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so funny because like how old do you think they were during during this specific run of shows? Like in real life? Uh I bet I bet um what's his name who played Zach? Mark Paul Gossler. I bet Mark Paul Gossler was probably 20 years old. So I bet, you know, he's probably trying to play a, a 17 or 18 year old. Not too far off in the scheme of things. Yeah. Um, I think they're still pretty young. Okay. Because how... What do you think? It's just, I don't know. It's just so strange because like for those people, like that group of people, like you saw them grow up, you know? Like mm-hmm. when, when that show started, they were very young, or, you know, compared comparative to what most school yeah, shows are. Yeah, especially... Dustin Diamond, he was the youngest cast member. Mm-hmm. And it, it was see. just, it's interesting to like, cause you know, when you think of like in movies and stuff, when they cast high school students, like they're normally like in their late twenties, mm-hmm. mid, mid to late twenties. And so, so the, I think this was 1991 mm-hmm. and he was born in 1974. So how old would that make him? Was it? So he was 17. Yeah. Yeah. So he was actually truly the age he was portraying. Good call. Yeah, it's, it's, right, it's surprising. Not. It's surprising to me to see that kind of stuff. But yeah, man, Saved by the Bell was the bomb. I love, I love that stuff. Yeah, uh, my favorite thing to watch though now is Zach Morris's trash. Have you seen those? <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> All right, <laughs> if you happen to be even a remote fan of Saved by the Bell, you got to look for this web series. I think it was on College Humor or. Oh, no, no. I think it was a Funny or Die series, but you can watch it on YouTube or they even actually had it on like Amazon Prime or something for a while. And it's called Zach Morris's Trash. And it basically goes episode by episode where they highlight all the ways in that particular episode of things that Zach does mm-hmm. and how selfish he is and how unrepentant he is and how he never learns and how Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> and it's so funny because if you're just watching the episode and you're going through, you're like, oh, that was a good episode. But when someone points out all of these issues with him, you're like, man, this guy is a jerk. <laughs> he really is. So you got to look through it through that lens. And it's funny because the episodes, you know, they, they burn through an entire episode of picking out how ways that he's trash really fast in like two minutes or something. You can burn mm-hmm. through these episodes real fast. So check mm-hmm. those out. Yeah, I'll have to check that out for sure. When you first said that, I thought it was going to be videos of people like going through trash. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, you got to check it out. Okay. All right. So Malibu Sands, my wife wanted me to point out that Malibu Sands was the filming location for Beverly Hills 90210 when they too went to the beach. Hmm. And uh, we almost very, I almost convinced my wife to. Um, let me record her describing all of the plot of Beverly Hills 90210 when they go to the beach. Um, but the timing just didn't work out. I'm sure you guys are all sad, but she was really excited about that. We'll have to follow up with like a special secret episode. Oh yeah. That could be for the Patreons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cool. Well, is that all everything right, so, you have about that? Yes. What else can you say? <laughs> I mean, what more can be said? Let's move on to the next one. And let's uh, go surfing. Whoa! New Line Cinema presents an awesome 
I'm ripping totally stoked. Get on with it. New movie, Surf Ninjas. <laughs> it's the story of these kids who get booted from their country by this evil dude. That was then. Now they're growing up in L.A. Moto surf! And their life's one major vacation. Just got a waxy old man-to-wave friction-reducing vehicle. Surfboard. But some gnarly ninjas give them a blast from their past. Those boys die tonight. So they gotta split with their one-eyed guru and go back and save their country. Which is cool, because they meet this mystery babe. You wanna go to the mall sometime? And like, one dude gets superpowers. One can see the future in his Sega game. And one, well, one's a gate. There's dynamite here. We'll throw it at him. I got one. One, two, dudes. And now, they gotta fight the righteous fight. Brothers don't serve. Defeat the evil dude. And basically kick some. You gotta see Surf Ninjas. I love the part when I was like, ah! <laughs> Sorry. You know, it's funny. When, when I was in high school, I was really a big fan of the 70s, and I was nostalgic already for the childhood of the 80s. But in the 90s, you're like, you know... The 90s don't really have an aesthetic. It doesn't have, like, <laughs> it, nothing really defines the 90s, which is the most idiotic thing to say now because when you look at that commercial, mm -hmm. that thing screams 1993. Yeah. It's funny, too, <laughs> because uh, it's weird that I feel like they're trying to really cash in on the Ninja Turtle part. Like, you know, Ernie Reyes Jr. was in the second Nur Turtle movie, and uh -huh. this mu I think this must have come out after that. And so they had someone try to sound like Michelangelo for this trailer. Uh -huh. And so, yeah, well, it, it's they're both new line cinema, so yeah. it's not far fetched to 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 think that they could dip in that well twice. Uh, and au contraire, R Ernie Reyes Jr.'s in the original Ninja Turtles as well. Oh, that's he true. Was in the suit, though, you yep. didn't get to see him. I think he's yeah. Donatello. He's he's in Donatello's suit. That's right. That's right. All right. So. Uh, did you watch this movie growing up, Brian? I, I did not watch it a lot, but I I did I did watch it at least once. And I think I think at some point I like the time that I watched it, I was really big on recording stuff off of like HBO and stuff. And I think it was on HBO, and I recorded it from that. All right. So talking on the show, I like to talk about things that I I really like. I like to talk about things that you know have some cultural relevance. This movie is none of those things, but I like it anyway now. <laughs> this movie, when I watched it when I was a kid, I was like, this is a bad movie. This is not a good movie. But now, it is it is aged like a fine wine because it's so, it's so bombastic and just mm -hmm. ridiculous that it's endearing now. So if you haven't watched Surf Ninjas, give it a look. Someone has uploaded it to YouTube. I don't know how it's still uh, up there, but it's uh, you, can, you can go check it out on YouTube even. Um, but here's the plot for you in case that very descriptive trailer didn't do it for you. <laughs> All right. Brothers Johnny and Adam, played by Ernie Reyes Jr. and Nicholas Cowan, are coasting through a fun surfer existence in Los Angeles when they are suddenly accosted by abandoned ninjas. A mysterious warrior comes to their aid, 
later telling them, the brothers, that they are their royal heirs to the throne of Parusan, an embattled island under the tyrannical rule of leader played by Leslie Nielsen. After discovering their untapped ninja skills, Johnny and Adam agree to travel to Patusan to overthrow the current monarchy. All right. So, so much absurdity, and the least of which is that Leslie Nielsen plays the main bad guy in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Leslie Nielsen, who, of course, got a resurgence in his, in his career by playing slapstick, um, Naked Gun, and all kinds of stuff like that. Mr. Magoo. And here he's trying to play a maniacal robotic ninja type guy. Um, he doesn't really pull it off, if you ask no. me. But, in all fairness... His costume is super duper cool. Yeah. Like I think if you, if you had that as its own movie with like a a real, you know, dramatic actor playing the role or the, that would be a very iconic piece of of pop culture history right there. This movie He has a Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, he has a robotic face because he got stepped on by an elephant. <laughs> this movie is just so all over the place. I understand yes. why they wanted to get uh, to get him to to be the bad guy, but I, I feel like they could have gotten like when I think of like good like '90s villains, like I think about um like Last Action Hero, uh, the guy with the glass eye. I can't remember. Yes, his name. Benedict. But, yeah, and so like like I just feel like Leslie Nielsen. I I love Leslie Nielsen. I have a signed autograph picture of Leslie Nielsen right there, but. I just think that they missed the boat with, they could have gotten somebody much better to be the villain for this movie. Yeah. Well, and there's a complaint too, that they played up Leslie Nelson's part too much in the trailer oh. and so forth. And it was a bait and switch. Cause he's, he's really not in it that much, mm -hmm. but yeah, I need more of his backstory. Did you get any of his backstory about what this weird white guy is doing in this Asian <laughs> country as an overlord? It was very convoluted. I couldn't make the, head or tails whole... of it. The whole movie is very convoluted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will say um, I have a cool story about Ernie Reyes Jr. So I love Ninja Turtles, right? Still do. Uh, yeah. And then we went to go visit. I have family like in Salinas, California. And while we were out there, uh, I was talking about Ernie Reyes Jr. for some reason to somebody. Probably talking about how great Turtles was. And... Um, one of my aunts or something like that it was it was like either an aunt or a great aunt i think it was an aunt um told me now i don't know if this is true or not she at least told me this that she was going she almost married his dad and he stood her up at the altar and so i was almost related to ernie reyes jr how cool would that be that would have been cool that would have been cool i uh this is a little bit of a brag, but um, er Ernie and I are Twitter friends, and I did a little article write-up one time where he uh, and shared a picture of him with Gil Gerard for mm -hmm. the first time in years. They were both at a convention, and they hadn't seen each other in years because you know they were in that uh, TV show Sidekicks for oh, yeah. um, for a while. But he uh, he's still in the business, you know. He's still does stunt coordination. He does some directing. He directs music videos now. Um, and has been in a lot of different things. He's uh, he he's he's the best part of this movie. Is yes. I, and that's not being facetious. Like his acting is actually really good and feels really natural. 
He's does the most action stunts. Um, yeah, he's the best part. The worst part of this movie is what am I gonna say? <laughs> what am I, I gonna say? I feel, Brian? Like, I feel like you're gonna say Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding! You're right. The worst part of this movie is Rob Schneider. You know how we were talking about um, uh, Mark Paul Gosler playing his age in Saved by the Bell? Yes. Being 17? Well, um, I tell you who's not 17 trying to play a 17-year-old, and that was 30-year-old Rob Schneider. Um, very weird. Very weird. His jokes are so bad. And then um, we've also got the, the brother played by... Uh, brothers named Adam played by Nicholas Cowan and he is playing a Sega Game Gear throughout almost the entire movie because uh, Sega footed half the bill for making this movie and this was one of the first times where a movie tie-in game was created uh, and released before the movie came out and what's interesting is that the, the game that was released by Sega for the Game Gear isn't anything like what was shown in the movie, but the movie Game Gear visuals were actually designed by Sega. So that's pretty cool, mm-hmm. and I appreciate the <laughs> I appreciate the, the level of detail that they went to for that. But it is it is obvious product placement. This movie had it's got everything right. They just try to jam <laughs> as much as they could of 90s in there. They got surfing, they got ninjas, they got game gears, they got Tone Loke. Yeah. <laughs> this was this was in the era of Tone Loke Zeitgeist. He was in Ace Ventura Pet Detective. He was um doing the voice of what was he the voice of? I totally blanked. Come on, Brian. You got Tone He was he was the voice of the funky Comedina. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so bad. Anyway, he was having a moment, and so he was along for the ride. Did you know though that? Um, oh, oh, never mind. I was gonna what? say, was it Bebe's kids? Was he a Bebe kid? I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, interesting is that the uh, the the guy who came to their rescue for the brothers who tried to save them and take them back to Padawan. Uh, sorry, wait, no, Padusan is. Ernie Reyes Sr. Did you know that? No, The guy I with didn't. the eye patch uh-uh. is Ernie Reyes Jr.'s dad. So He was almost my uncle. I know. It's a little tidbit. Are, was it Tech from Titan AE? Is that who you were trying to think of? No. Okay. Well, he was he was that voice. <laughs> <laughs> He's done a lot of voices. I'll have to look it up. This is driving me crazy. <laughs> um, so this is a beach movie because it's surfing. Although there's not actually that much surfing involved, they do they do go to the beach and Rob Schneider is uh, waxing his board through the entirety of it because he doesn't surf. Um, but it's just so absurd, man. Like this is very loosely beach related because they mostly don't go to the beach, but there are definitely some scenes where mm-hmm. they're surfing. And then at the very end, they have the great idea to gather up all the village people. Oh, not <laughs> sorry. <laughs> The townspeople, not the village people. Now you're, now you're thinking YMCA. <laughs> the townspeople to do a surprise attack on the bad guys by chopping down the trees, carving them into surfboards, and then surfing. <laughs> Interesting to note is they do this one shot of them 
and the waves are going in the opposite direction. So they're they're traveling against the surf, and then they're traveling towards the surf, and it's all just very it's it's an analogy for how backwards this movie is. That <laughs> let me read you. you. You need to visit the Wikipedia article because it the critics were scathing in their reviews. But my favorite one is Paul Sherman of the Boston Globe, who said that he thought the Surf Ninjas he saw Surf Ninjas was little more than a succession of dude speak surfing skateboarding video games generic rock soundtrack and strained knucklehead humor now that was supposed to be a dig but that actually sounds like a really really fun movie if you ask yeah, me that sounds like that sounds like the 90s i mean you could you could you could read me that and then and then be like airheads like you could just name off tons of like movies that are great uh -huh. that that fit that yep so this one it's just a fun pick if you haven't seen it Definitely check it out. It's a goofy good time. And um, you can watch it for free on YouTube right now. And I, I it definitely spoke to my childhood. I, I watched this and remembered how not great it was, but how fun and perfectly emblematic of the 90s it was. So <laughs> give it a look. And uh, that's all for me, man. That's okay. You got any more Surf Ninja's thoughts or are you good? No, I think I'm good. I, I mean, like, so I have not seen it since I was a child. And so when I was setting up tonight, I had it going on in the background and I kept having to be like, what is happening right now? <laughs> like clicking back over so that I could look at him. And, and it was just, boy, it was just crazy. Uh, so <laughs> I think you did a good job. You picked a, you picked a, a good movie that most people probably wouldn't think of. Um, and it's this, we have two, like, they're not really like, we're not going to talk about them a whole bunch. Uh, but we have two um, really big beach scenes, iconic beach scenes. I had to cut this specific one uh, from the game. Preston didn't know I had already picked it for the game, and I went ahead and cut it. Uh, but we just want you to to take a gander and just think about some more iconic beach movies. There's Brickway Radio! Yeah. Yeah. Don't touch it, punk! this so when we were thinking about beach movies there there are certain scenes that pop in my head the movie has nothing to do with the beach <laughs> but if you talk about retro nostalgia for beaches karate kid and that scene on the beach does it to me every time they're riding dirt bikes they're building campfires in the sand they're jamming on their boom box and they're picking karate fights it's great Yes, the the clip that I was going to play for mine, and I, I kind of wish that I I had just 
fast forward a little bit to, to show your clip <laughs> but the clip for mine is when he's like teaching her how to like how to knee like juggle the soccer ball and uh -huh. she's like oh yeah like this it just kicks it away like she doesn't even try to knee it it's like it, it's like she's bullying him just being like get out of here kid it's so That's funny, so funny. I, I always always love that scene but yeah the, the beach scene in karate kid is is iconic all right uh, up so, next we got one more yeah so it's funny for this next clip i was actually going to talk about this one and um i had it in in our document and then i wound up cutting it because i, I remembered the gloriousness of uh, lost boys but uh, but this was originally going to be something that i talked about let's go okay i Iceman, Maverick, and Sweaty Bods. <laughs> I like the cool high five where they high five and then come back down the bottom. That's my favorite. <laughs> uh, so yeah. the I, I meant to bring this up with the last clip, but they both these movies um relate to Wayback Attack because um, the Karate Kid, uh, they just sold, uh, YouTube just sold the, the Cobra Kai TV show to Netflix. I don't know. Did you see this? I did. That's great. Yeah. And so I watched uh, the first season, but I haven't watched this. Uh, I haven't watched the second season. It's, it's a good show. Um, and then they're supposed to be remaking or not remaking the, the sequel to Top Gun is supposed to be coming out this year. I think it might be next year, but I think it's, yeah, this year. it was scheduled to, but I, I think they've shifted the, the release date because of the, the virus and stuff. But yep. yeah, it's, it's still relevant, still relevant. Mm -hmm. See, we way back attack. We talk about nostalgic things that are relevant in current pop culture. So look at that <laughs> part of the show. Um, you know, there are so many other things that I wanted to talk about. But I just didn't have time to talk about Summer Rental. Um, that needs its whole own episode. Do you remember that show with Con John Candy? <gasps> Brian. Summer Rental. I've, got... I've never even heard of that. It was a TV show? No, it was a it was a movie. Oh. Mm. Oh, my gosh. All right. We're going to have to quiz Brian and make him watch <laughs> Summer Rental. And then we'll have a whole episode about it. No, I'm just kidding. It's a great one. So those are some of our favorite beach memories. Uh and TV shows and movies. I know that there are probably tons that we missed, specifically if you're just thinking about specific scenes in a beach movie uh, or in a movie, but there's just too many good ones to pick out. So I hope you enjoyed listening to some of the more obscure ones, some of the ones you may not have thought about originally. And I, I hope that you yourself are actually going to get to enjoy the actual beach soon in the near future, maybe another fun summer vacation somewhere else. But yeah. It's a good time. I, I would I would recommend. I know you, I know you're going to Florida. I don't know if you've seen how big the cases are there. There there's secret beaches all over this great country, and <laughs> they don't have to be on the ocean. Like you know, you can find a great beach on a lake or uh, in a creek. So um, try try to take some time this summer with try to relax, get a little bit of the craziness, and just I don't know, hit the beach. It's always it always does wonders for me. If for some reason 
you guys cannot relax and get to the beach, you know what you could do is email us at waybackattackshow at gmail.com. Um, or you can hit me up uh, on Twitter. My name, I am at B.E. Grantham, and the show is at wayback underscore attack. Preston, where can people find you? Hey, I, I'm at squared stiff on Twitter. And yeah, just we always love to hear from you guys. So if there's a movie that we forgot to mention, um, feel free to shoot us a message. Or if you have a great idea for a show, we've gotten a lot of our show ideas from listener feedback. We'd love to hear that, too. And speaking of feedback, we could really use your help. Yes. Um, and give us a, a review and rating on iTunes um, or wherever your podcast feed comes from. And then also, we, if you're watching right now, you know, but if you're watching our YouTube or listener podcast, you may not know, we have a Twitch channel as well. So check us out on Twitch. We stream live every Tuesday at 10. And um, we are just thankful that you took your time to listen to us or watch us. And uh, we'll be back very soon. Yeah, and tell me again about this uh, contest that's going on for Rad. Okay, Rad. We got the Rad DVD, sorry, Blu-ray, 4K HD. That's available until Thursday. Um, the the cutoff is 7 p.m. Eastern, Thursday, June 25th. And we'll be given one lucky winner. So thanks for listening. All right, and hit us up. Go look at the Wayback Attack Twitter page. That's probably the easiest way to find how to enter. Uh, but yep. yeah. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you later.